TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you for episode 448. Can you believe it? And as always, I do it with one of my dearest friends on this planet, Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, legend. Hello, legend. Um, how are you? How's things? We are well. We are moving as we record this. Let's let's timestamp away. We're moving to our new home in two weeks today. So. Congratulations. We're uh we're a happy little veggie. My sister is a bit under the pump. She's packing like a mofo in between school hours and like a mofo. Can you say that? What does mofo even mean? I think that's short for swear words. Yeah, it is. That's why I just tend to use the word mofo. And if I want to go longer, I say fire truck instead of <laughs> other things and just little random abbreviation. So she is yeah. um packing. Yeah. Um, say that about your wife? No, 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 no. Sorry, not well. Sorry, it's maybe it's not the best use of the word, but um, she's packing. Uh, very, what's the word? Um, she's just <laughs> diligently, talking, diligently, diligently. Very, yeah, very, uh, efficient. <laughs> if we're going to get literal, then absolutely, you would never, ever, ever, say ever. That say uh, that but i was uh, actually more just um <laughs> wanting to give our listeners and viewers an shocked. idea of the intensity of the pierce household at the yeah. moment um it's and intense it's intense and speaking of intense my mum my mum is intense in the best possible way i love it a bit is she is she like is she like a cross between a wigwam and a teepee <laughs> i don't know what a wigwam is but um, <laughs> she's too tense oh intense i like it she's too like tense <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. What about oh, that oh, that is so good. I love this already. And so my mum, my mother yes. darling, um, yes. calls me yesterday and leaves a six-second voice message, as she tends to do, and six she seconds. says, um, I suppose you know this already, but the world's happiest man has died. And <laughs> I was like, whoa, wow. Well, um, and, thanks, mum. In a six-second message. In a six-second message. and. Right. I said to uh, my daughter, Maya, last night, I said, Maya, um, you know Eddie who we've recorded a 100th happy birthday video when it was actually his 99th birthday and you know Eddie who's the world's happiest man and been on Daddy and Damo's podcast, I said, Eddie died last night and you could see the sadness in her eyes. She's never met the man and you could just feel this sense that if you told anyone that the happiest man on earth had passed away... There's just a feeling, and I, I said to someone yesterday, like, imagine dying and being called the happiest man on earth. Like, what a life you would have lived for that to occur. Yeah, I know, right? Unbelievable. Imagine Eddie lived at Disneyland. So, he was like the happiest man on earth at the happiest place on earth. Really unbelievable. <laughs> but he wasn't. But he definitely, when we spoke to him, uh, it was, well, actually, I don't, I don't think I actually spoke with him. I think. I'll tell you the story. Oh, no, I, did speak I can remind you of the story. Him, I yeah. know who I didn't speak. I, I, no, I don't, I don't know if I did speak with Did I speak with him? So, because episode 103, 104, yeah. you organized the interview 
Yes. Uh, and I'm pretty sure it was, I know, I'm pretty sure it was, um, I don't know if it was through Jackson's school. I often get confused with Arna Rubenstein and Eddie JQ and a couple of other yeah. guests, but it was definitely through a connection or an experience that you had. Yeah. And you were the, uh, like you own many things in my life, you were the seed or the beginning of- the conduit. You were the, the conduit. conduit. And yeah. it was uh, we did a double episode because it was a great long chat. And I had Brendan Malloy message me and others yesterday. Uh, as soon as he heard of Eddie JQ's death, he went and listened back to episode 103, 104 of 100 Not Out. And mm-hmm. I felt like when we interviewed- um, uh, Ada Murkies and Isabel, your uh, grandmother by marriage, and some of these people. We've had a, a number of 100 Not Out um, uh, deaths Legends. in the last six months. Legends, Legends pass on. Yeah. How grateful are we that we oh. have got their voice on tape, so to speak, forever tape. and ever? Um, because <laughs> listeners can go back and people can yeah. go back and learn. Oh, what, what, who's this happiest man on earth? What's it all about? And they can go back and listen to 103, 104. What you're referring to is an episode six or 12 months later when I went to Sydney. You went to see And had yep. lunch with Eddie and he yeah. took me around the, the Jewish yeah. Museum that's and, right. um, and I recorded a, a, a 10 or 15 minute chat where we were having over coffee. Um, yeah, that's right. That's a nice one. That's a really nice one. But can I also say, the reason why Eddie seems so close to me is because I listened to his book, even though it's not Eddie speaking; it's some it's somebody else. Um, that voice for me uh, feels like it was Eddie as a young man, you know. And so, like I, I listened to that book, and and I've listened to it a number of times because some of the stories in there move you so much to inspiration mm-hmm. that you, you can't actually, you can't not be moved by the words of Eddie, you know, and, and yeah. his mindset. And, and I've got a message actually, um, I've got a message from my great mate, Pete, um, not Pete Leonard, another great mate, Pete. And, um, Pete Stacy said to me, uh, he loved the episode with Ada. What an incredible woman. And then my mum said to me, not in a six minute, six second message. <laughs> she actually said to me, today she said i listened to ada what an amazing woman she was and so i feel compelled that we need to do um a tribute to eddie because he was an incredible man as well like isabel was like ada was like so many of our 100 out legends have been absolutely amazing people and i and i hope that one day in 50 years time ish 53 years' time for me, um, if I clock over 100, raise the bat and get an extra year under my belt, um, that people say, I was an amazing man too. The way that people talk about these people because they they moved us, you know, mm. like it's it's amazing. So maybe we can put episode those episodes back up again. Can we, should we re-release them or should we add them to the end of this conversation, I wonder? We could do either. We'll work that out afterwards. Let's do a little vote. And for those of you who are listening to this, you will find out if this podcast goes for an hour and a half. Um, But for those of you who are live with us on Facebook right now, let us know, should we tack it on to the end of this or should we re-release them? Mm. We'll have a look at the end. So the thing I think that Eddie made you and I both so like when I think about this and why certain guests and certain people that we that come into our lives really click with us the thing that really gets me about Eddie is that he was he was the living example of so many things that we 
talk about and research and discuss on this podcast. Like he was so social. Like he was the one hundred and year old, one hundred and one year old version of yourself. He was the Labrador. He would talk to anyone. He was us. He would talk yep. to anyone. Um, he was the he was the um, Ted Lasso of Australia. <laughs> <laughs> How good is Ted Lasso? That is so true. Eddie JQ yeah. could just see the yeah. the blessings and the positivity in yeah. anything. Yes. Everything. Yes. See it. Yeah. Just take the good of it. Yeah. He was big on eating natural foods, but he was so happy to have a cake with his coffee, a hot yeah. chocolate. Um, yeah. um, he was very generous. Like you are the most generous person I think I've ever met. Um, or have been well, my most generous friend. Um, but but Eddie was of the view that you it is so much better to give with warm hands. Like give to your family and your friends whilst you are alive to see what you are giving them. Don't store, and not even just your financial wealth, but you know your emotional wealth and just your presence with people. Like don't leave it all for later. Like live it or now like he loved giving money to his family and his friends and his community he gave so much money to the jewish museum so that it could actually be birthed he gave so much time doing it every wednesday taking school children around the jewish museum for tours and and traveling to canberra on planes to go and talk to the military about how to be kind and loving and respectful and packing out audiences doing ted talks age 100 like it just he was so generous in nature, and I think how you old, were, how old was Eddie when he passed away? One hundred and one. He was his oh, birthday's yeah. in April. Um, so, so just ticked over. Yeah, yeah. So he, I think it's the fact that there's some people, some guests that we've had, uh, you know, they're very good at one or two or three areas of life, and that's phenomenal, and we love to talk to them about that. Yeah. Um, but there's there's obviously ones that really get us, aren't there? And I think Eddie was was one of those for us and millions of people around the world. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I was playing golf this morning, as you know, on Wednesdays I play golf and I played with Simon today, Simon Dick. And Simon um, is a very good golfer and he, he said, did you hear that the happiest man on earth died yesterday? And I said, I did, Dickie. I did know that. And he said, I thought you might have known. And I said, yeah, I did. And he said, did you ever interview him? I said, yep, I did. Um, listen to his book. Lovely, lovely guy you know unbelievable what a great legacy and i said one of the things that really got me was and and maybe we can share a little story here you can share a story and and i'll share this story Mm. was he talked about being crammed into um a cattle truck um that's a part of a train where maybe 60 people could have been Mm. comfortable and there's like a there was hundreds maybe 200 people in this cattle truck and none of them could sit down and they're in there for days and so yeah. um, in the in the heat and in the cold, uh, whatever it was, and um, essentially they were all rammed into this thing in this carriage. I, I suspect, and I can't recall. But yeah, it's a cattle cart. Cattle right? cart, yep. Yep, heading to Auschwitz. And by the time, like, days went past, people had died in this thing. Um, and obviously there's no toilet, so you're just weighing and defecating wherever you stand and wherever you are. So you can imagine what that would be like. The stench would have been revolting, absolutely disgusting. But the way in which he stayed alive was by licking the walls of the cattle cart so that he could actually get the condensation to remain hydrated enough to to live, to live, you know. And And Simon said, it's unbelievable that we would be complaining about the situation that we're in today. 
with COVID um, and our lockdowns. When you think of that adversity that people went through in those days back then, and then they and they're still the happiest person on earth. Mm. Unbelievable. And so that moved me, that particular story, and, and I recall that story. Can I add a little animation to your story? Because as you started talking, I thought of a part of the book that I didn't include because just for space and everything, yep. of your exact story. Uh-huh. Um, can I read it? Because I just yeah. found it Please. and yep. it's something, it's one of those this parts is, of the book. This is an editor's cut. Yeah, this is the editor's cut. That Yeah, it is. Um, so... Because this, this is on the floor. This is on the ground. This is this didn't make it to the movies. Well, don't get me started on a movie about Eddie Jakey. Well, I think one of my life goals is to make a movie on Eddie Jakey. Um, so I call really? this section of the yeah, absolutely. I, I I think Eddie's story, the story that I can see in my mind. I was thinking about it sitting on the couch last night. It's actually in. I think I think it's in your folder that you're holding right there. Um, maybe go to page 89. I could be wrong, but that's what I'm seeing on here. So I called it the spanner, the screwdriver, and the hammer. Uh, and I mean, I really want to attempt to do an Eddie accent here. I had nine oh, no, hours. Don't. No, no wait. Okay, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> I got I got two two words in, and I got don't the don't don't. I won't. Don't even okay. try. Uh, I had nine hours to escape. Uh, in a stroke of divine intervention, Eddie JQ noticed a hammer, screwdriver, and spanner. On the platform, he asked the train driver how long the impending trip was. He was boarding a cattle cart train with 34 other prisoners and had instantly conceived his escape. The day was May 10, 1940, and the 4,000 German Jews at the internment camp at Gers, France, were being transferred. Eddie got to work, unscrewing the bolts from the floorboard in the train before using the screwdriver to chisel away at it. And eventually, just before we arrived at the border in Strasbourg, I opened two planks and I escaped. I went back to Belgium and I lived in an attic with my parents and my sister for more than two years. On October 18, 1943, someone denounced us and we were sent to Auschwitz. Uh, after a string of catch-me-if-you-can escape attempts, Auschwitz was JQ's uh, fourth camp and would be his last almost by his own doing. During his time in Auschwitz, JQ oscillated between a desire to live and a desperation to die. And this, for me, is a story that, that, that what's about to follow is uh, JQ talking to us on episodes 103, 104, and he would say, I would say to my friend, Kurt, let's go to the wire. We'll die in 30 seconds, electrocuted. Kurt said, no, just spontaneously. When Kurt was sick and came to me with the same idea, I would say no. Together, we were strong. Um, I'll end it there. But I think that is just so powerful for me that Eddie was not this infallible, indestructible human being he was vulnerable he had his weak moments he had moments where he wanted to commit suicide he had moments of thinking it was all over but he was so determined his soul always found a way to survive and i just i just find that phenomenal damon yeah i know and i'm reading that it's actually eight page 84 of my transcript um so there must be another version that you uh, punched out that I haven't got a copy of. But I'll tell you what, if anybody wants this copy, <laughs> it might be up for sale. Um, but Because uh, that, that is one of the great manuscripts I've ever read, um, by the way. And if you haven't bought Marcus's book yet, uh, you really should go and buy Marcus's book, marcuspierce.com.au. Buy it there and, uh, and get it. That's a message brought to you by our sponsor. Um, <laughs> go and buy Eddie's book first. Yeah, Eddie's book will go to number one uh, in the next week or in the yeah. next 24 hours. 
uh, yeah, I think that's, that is a great book to buy. Um, yeah. And if you aren't a reader, um, then buy the Audible Audio. version. Yes. And, and obviously, it's not Eddie speaking, um, but uh, it, it makes you feel like it's Eddie speaking, like the accent of the man. Mm. It, it, yeah, accent of the man is amazing. Um, you know, these sorts of things make you reflect, PC. Uh, and and I think it's easier for me to reflect. And I, and I was talking um, – I was talking with a chiropractor today. We were talking about how in other states they don't quite get, and I think this could be the same for, you know, the average everyday person doesn't quite get um, what lockdown is um, because you haven't been in it, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you've been in it. Like, so if, you, if you're in it and you've been a person living through lockdown here in Melbourne, um, you, you get it. If you've been in Sydney, you can kind of get what it is in Melbourne, and if you're in Melbourne, you definitely understand what Sydney people went through. Um, but we're still in it, you know. We're, you know, here we are, two hundred and fifty odd days in lockdown, the most lockdown place in the world. And and so you reflect on you reflect on what this lockdown actually is, but I and and it's the little things that kind of come back into play you know so for me golf but golf being back for the last two weeks has been incredible for me you know it's really helped me out mentally and it's those little things that help you um remain grateful um and and to see the great things because you could quite easily get stuck in sticking thinking um but to live out large chunks of your life um in as a prisoner of war or uh, live out large chunks of your life in loneliness which could be a prisoner of life um, or for, you know, I, I've got a friend who's in jail and will probably be in jail for, you know, a total of 30 years, you know, and to think of that isolation, um, it's a great reminder of where we could direct our gratitude and it's to the people that are around us and mm. the people that help make us. Um, mm. And I think that's a really important thing. So I want to share some gratitude to those people that are around me on a daily basis. That's, you know, Amber and I miss Jackson dearly and I can't wait to see Jackson more. Um, my mum and my dad and Trudy and um, my team, you know, those people make my life unbelievable. So as a gratitude, if I don't share it enough, um, mm. th- then this is something I want to share is, is gratitude to people that are around me. So thank you. It's a great point that you make, Damo. I love that you say that because – a story that I don't know if it was an interview that Eddie did with us or if it was in a, a conversation, but a story that often sticks with me that, that Eddie shared is he was a grumpy, grumpy man for many years after the war. He said he was an average boyfriend. He was an even worse yeah. husband he and yeah. he, he couldn't understand why Floor was in love with him and, and was still with him and it wasn't until he had his son, I think it was Michael, um, but it wasn't until he had his son that he realized, I have to become a happier man yes. because I've got all of these people around me that I'm actually so grateful for. But how do I show my gratitude? Well, it's actually by being you know, a happy individual and a nice person to be around. And I think that's what you're saying right now, Damo, is that it's not something that's all the time. You're not going to be happy all the time. And Eddie, by his own ambition, wasn't happy all the time. That's not what it's about. But it's by showing, much, yeah. <laughs> it's showing gratitude by being a really great version of ourselves on a regular basis Um, and that you know for me that in itself a lot of the time yes the verbal is great and actually you know showing our appreciation is fabulous as well but just being present with our loved ones our our teammates whoever it is in our life um, there's no greater someone said the other day like 
I know it's a cliche line, but you know, there's no greater gift than um, giving someone the gift of their name. You know, hello Damien, hello Jackson, hello Amber, hello Helen, hello Julie. There's just these little things, and I think people like Eddie were a great um, reminders of of just these little things. Ada Murkies, just find that spark of happiness and hold on to that. Like just these little things Mm -hmm. um, are so so pivotal in our life. Yeah, absolutely. It's the little things that we do that can shift and move people. They can move mountains. It's that I know people call about talk about it as the butterfly effect, um, but I truly believe that it makes a difference. Uh, so do those little things for sure. Um, I've loved this chat, Damo. Is there anything else you would like to share about Eddie? Uh, oh, Julie says, I'm absolutely loving your book, Marcus. Thank you, Julie. Yes, she's angel. saying that. Yeah, she's an angel. Um, oh, look, I just want to, you know, I want to wish everybody well and I want to wish, you know, I want to thank Eddie for being such a great part of our show and for our journey. Um, he was a significant part of your journey. There's no doubt about it. Um, and, and I think he moved you a lot, you know, to, to write the book and to pull together such an incredible manuscript that you did um, and to deliver such a great product. But, you know, I want to thank Eddie for being part of our life and for being so generous to everybody that he came into touch with. And um, and as each of these Holocaust survivors just drop off the planet, um, we're left with the memories of that. And you and I aren't Jewish. Um, but I'll tell you what, you know, the, those stories move us. And there's there's going to be a lot more stories and we can't meet to more cent- meet more centenarians. I sent you a message of somebody the other day um, who lives in the Gold Coast that I want you to reach out to so that we can, you know, interview her too. So um, we'll do that. We'll, we'll bring some more centenarians to the table and and uh, and keep sharing those sorts of stories. So, yeah, what a, what a great yeah. remember. What a, I, what a great reminder. I think that's a really good point actually just – how much we get as a community of, of listeners of 100 Not Out in learning from people that have lived for like multiple generations more than us, <laughs> you know, like there's yeah. just so much perspective, isn't there? So, yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right, Damo. I think it's it's time that we uh, bring another centenarian onto the podcast and um, learn some more wisdom um, off a living legend and, and like you say, Vale Eddie Jaku, an absolute remarkable man and... Um, and may he and his family uh, well may Eddie rest in peace and sending all of our love to Eddie's family and friends his, his wife Floor his children his great grandchildren and his great great grandchildren um, a life extremely well lived mm-hmm. alrighty well go and get yourself a copy of Eddie's book uh the Happiest Man on Earth, um, and the audio book, as Damo suggests, if uh, you much prefer um, an audio book. To find out more about Damo, head on over to damienchristoff.com, myself, marcuspierce.com.au. Massive shout-out to everyone who makes this podcast possible, Joseph, our editor, and to all of our listeners and uh, viewers of the podcast, thank you for your support of 100 Not Out. Until next week, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.